Join a clinical trial, get the flu or dysentery, and earn some cash. This is TFG Unbuttoned. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. An off-the-cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events. Welcome to TFG Unbuttoned. John Nash here with my good friend and co-host Tim Bennett. We are the Tuesday podcast of the Focus Group, which if you are an audio listener, already drops into your feed of choice. That could be Spotify or Pandora or Apple Podcasts. Um, and here on the TFGM button, we're brought to you every week by Critics' Choice Video, which is America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. We encourage you to visit ccvideo.com or go to our website, focusgroupradio.com, and click on the Critics' Choice Video logo. You'll also learn about us at the focusgroupradio.com site, of course. Mr. Bennett, uh, we are at the last week of February, and I always say February feels like you blink your eyes and it's out the door. <laughs> yes. You know, the 29th this week, so it's a leap year, right? Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out, people that are leap year, I guess they celebrate on the 28th, if you're born you on the 29th. About their birthdays, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was doing the business birthday for our show, and I was trying to, which is uh, which falls on the 29th, and I was trying to find some there's very few birthdays on the 29th. There's some, of course, but I, I wondered whether people decided to just say this is the 28th instead of... What, a, what an interesting <clears throat> thing, right? So if you're born on a leap year, yeah. the next year comes around, do you decide you're celebrating on the 28th or March 1st? March right? 1st, yeah. I don't know what I'd pick. What would you pick? Would you pick February or March? I'd pick March 1st if I were, because it's the day after, right? <laughs> yeah, you're probably right, because that would be the next day after the 28th would be the 1st or the 29th. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I know that's that. No, I'm doing. not. My That's my choice. I'm not, you know, you could either go backwards, or, but I would definitely pick the, uh, but I guess, is this every four years leap year? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just a funny little way to reset the calendar, isn't it? Because it takes, I think it's two point whatever extra months going around the globe for a year so they they do the leap year mix up for the the day because it's not a perfect 24 hour yeah <laughs> i had a moment the other day in the bathroom i was brushing my teeth and for some reason i was i was i was dividing in my head i wanted to figure out if i had a number how many days of the year and i paused when i hit days of the year like we should, this is all hardwired into us, right? So right. I thought it was, it. and you and I have done this before where I'll be like, was it 350? Was it? <laughs> I don't know. One time, yeah, I thought it was 352 for some reason instead of 365. I don't know well, where there's... I got the number from. Maybe that's holidays. Well, there's 52 weeks in a year, right? Yeah. That's maybe where you got that. And the 300, we know that there's more than 300 days. So you probably got 350. <laughs> so I. Who knows? Yeah. But I had to literally think about it and then the number popped in i thought oh boy now this is either a senior moment or it's my brain deciding that this is a non-essential piece of information and put it way back in the storage vault <laughs> which would you vote for well you know i yeah i think it's way back in the storage vault but it's these things that pop forward you wonder where they come from right it's like when you have a dream and you wake up and you dreamt about somebody who is in the scheme of things, very insignificant in your life. Yeah. And it might be somebody, I had a dream the other day about uh, two people from high school that I haven't seen in 50 years. I don't, you know, who, who knows how long or, you know, 40 years and, and thinking, why would they have been in a dream? Mm. And I really didn't even hang out with them. So I, th I thought that was a, an odd 
a very odd thing. I've been having odd dreams lately. Well, you should why. you should talk to Bob. He's he's been having a couple of doozies himself. And, really? And, and then, well, at, so at breakfast on Sunday, we were talking. He said he had this weird dream. He described it. And I'm just looking at him. He said, well, what's what's up with that face? I said, you know, if you were in therapy, <laughs> I said, your therapist would actually ask you to tell to, to he would start the session, at least mine did many years ago. With, with, have you had any interesting dreams or something? And then we would delve into it. And I said, of course, I was always such a uh, like, what, why are we talking about this? This is nothing. You know, it's a nothing burger. But ultimately, something comes out of it sometimes. And so I start dissecting his uh, this last dream. dream that he had. And I said, what do you think? It's, what, is, what do you think it means? Well, I think it means he said one thing. And I said, I think it means this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a You got a gig there, John. Yeah. You'd be the dream soother. And he just kind of laughed and shook his head. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, I don't have that. I don't have weird dreams too often. And and this thing that you mentioned about remembering people from the past or people populating a right. dream that you might may or may not know. I woke up the other day remembering a couple of people from I'm, a long time ago. We're talking when I first began freelancing here in New York. And they were fellow designers that I would run into at this place. We would go Sam Flax. It was down in the Chelsea area. And they had the typographic machine. So you could send her files in and you would get your typesetting out. And this is, you know, what we used to do back then. I used to run into these guys all the time. And one of them, I just had their face in my head. I remember the conversations we used to have because he was a Star Trek nut. And, um, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't remember his name. Like, And then an hour later, I'm like buttering a piece of toast or something. And boom, the name popped into my head. I'm like, oh, that's who I was thinking about. Wow. So it, the recall is there. It's just probably had to go through like a clogged drain to get the name out. But I wondered why they all popped up and, and you know, why would I start thinking about that? It's just a, it's a funny thing. Yeah, the craziest vivid one I had, I thought should be a movie. And I think I might have mentioned it. I should have written it down. They always say to have a pad and pencil near your paper near your uh, and pen yeah, near yeah, your bed. I, I, I've heard that. But yeah. what I can remember of this, it was about 95 degrees out, horribly hot. I was in a car and there was three feet of snow. And there was this big house. Wait, wait, um, it was 95. Horribly hot out. Three feet of snow. And but there was this enormous house that had no way to get in. That was on a hill. It was snowing and I had to get off the road. So I slid my way into the house and I forget who I was with. And I remember I was with somebody. It could have been you. We get into this house and we walk in and there's life-size statues all over like things you would buy the at the at the you know tourist trinkets and trash you know the sailor with the peg leg yeah 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 yeah. but they were life-size so they weren't the little things you'd put in your desk so all the snowman christmas ornaments they're all life-size and as soon as we came in they all came to life welcome come on in and uh i'm like i gotta get out of here i mean it was (laughs) it was crazy and there was no doors and no windows and somebody, you know, one of the little ballerinas or something comes over and says, you, you can't get out once you're in. <laughs> and I actually thought it'd be a great movie. You can't get out once you're in. But all these characters came to life. Maybe it's a Toy Story thing. I don't know. But I just thought it was. Mm. But it was it was things like Nicky Nacky that like my mom and dad would get. We'd go to Maine and they'd buy, mm-hmm. you know, the old salt with the pipe or they would buy them. Yeah. Uh, huh? Yeah, the lighthouse with the guy. On the piece of cork, the little guy with the... (laughs) So they were all life-size and came to life. I thought, make a good movie. (laughs) Oh, boy. Dr. Nash is going to think about this one. I'll get back to you on it. Yeah, that one might be tough. That one might be tough. I'll get back to you on what I think it might mean. (laughs) 
All right, let's move along, folks. Here on TFG Unbuttoned, we bring you three stories every week. It takes about 20 minutes for us to get through the podcast. And our first one comes to us from Florida. Um, the headline reads, it's from The Advocate, Florida man arrested for defacing pride intersection painted to honor the Pulse nightclub victims. So this is from uh, Delray Beach. And the in- individual that was arrested or, or caught on, <laughs> this is the other thing I love about this stuff, multiple video cameras pick this pickup truck with an American flag flying off the back, you know, doing the burning rubber thing over the pride crosswalk, making all these black streaks and marks on it. 19 year old guy, his name is Dylan Brewer from Clearwater. Um, He turned himself into the Delray Beach police because really he had no choice. (laughs) They had the car on video. They had the license plate, the whole bit. And um, this happened on February 4th of this year. So that's not too long ago. And, um, you know, I don't know if he's going to be charged with a hate crime. I I think the bar for that is a little bit different. But he did get a a violation for criminal mischief and a thousand dollar fine for reckless driving. Um, I'll just say this. I looked at the guy's picture Mm. and I I, it's is it the set of the eyes? Is it the the, you know, scientists have tried to figure this out for a long time about these facial like how does facial features relate to this or whatever? But I, I marry the face to the pickup truck and the American flag on the back of the truck. And it's just disappointing to hear that this goes on like it. So he, he tr- I wonder what goes through your mind. You pull up to the intersection. It's painted in a couple rainbow colors. You know what went through his mind, right? I mean, I could paint it in my head. It's like, hey, you know, that's the that's the You're being nice. It's redneck, it's redneck white trash. Yeah. And because a year earlier, someone did it with a Trump flag out the back with the American uh-huh. flag. Yeah. Yep. Thank you know you. what I would do if I were the judge? So make him I, paint it. I, I would make them go there and make a spectacle of it. I'd get all the media there showing him. You know, you, you essentially um, embarrass him. Yeah, shame making him. him go up, shame him. Go out there and paint it, and make sure the news media is there to catch it and ask him what he's doing and why he's doing it and did he understand the significance of it. That's what I would do. But yeah, they're, they're, they're thinking of doing. You know, a lot of these cities have done crosswalks, and a lot of them have been been uh, defamed or. Um, Vandalized. Like, yeah, vandalized. People or dumping things or on them. Yeah. Deface, that's what I meant to say. Instead of defame, deface. <laughs> the, um, I'm, you're still at that dream with this. I know. <laughs> so, the, But the people dump other paint on there or whatever. Yeah. And th- there's some talk of trying to get them done here in Rehoboth, which has been uh, a bit of an act of God as well. You know, the the Department of Transportation gets involved. Yep. And uh, But I, I like the idea of them. But it goes into one of these categories that you always say is why, like, what, what are you so angry about that you need to do this? Oh, what, what point are you making? Right. Right. And, and, and that, just one final thing. I, I don't know when it became, I don't know when the American flag became something I used to, I, I actually wonder, like I, I pause when I see it on the back when it's flying on a truck or something. Um, you know, we have a flag hanging in our house upstate. I love the flag. You know, yeah. our, a lot of our neighbors do. But when it's used in this way, when it's mm-hmm. like the a, a caravan of trucks, you know that you know it's or used for an insurrection. Yeah, <laughs> then I just Eating I really it. It, it, it and and they're claiming patriot patri- patriotism mm-hmm. and patriotic beliefs, whereas I uh, yeah all right enough of that one. This guy's I think Tim's solution to this problem would have been a really great kind of Solomon's compromise from a judge on the bench, right? Yeah, no, they're now you're going to go down, you're going to paint it. And uh, we're going to make sure there's a film crew there and we're going to, you know, he'll be interviewed and. And we want you to wear a tutu while you're painting it. (laughs) (laughs) 
or have him actually do it with some people. Well, no, I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll move to the next story. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, here we go. Down the judge, Judy. All right, this next one I teased at the beginning, and it's from a business insider. And I, I saw the headline, and I just couldn't stop laughing because then I read the article. So the headline is: I made nine thousand four hundred fifty dollars and erased my credit card debt by joining two clinical trials. I just had to agree to get the flu and dysentery. So this guy joins these medical trials and he's a challenge. It's a challenge trial participants agree to get sick for science. Uh, Their volunteer work can enable new treatments or novel prevention strategies. And this guy was a TV and film producer and he made over 9,400 over a, a period of time, which he used to pay off a couple traffic tickets. I thought that was kind of amusing and um, pay off some credit card debt. And, you know, he describes how this goes where he was either given a vaccine or not. He, in both cases, he didn't get sick. One of them was a dysentery study and the other was a flu transmission study. So they had him in a, in like a lockdown floor of a hotel or something with other people. And he would interact with the other people for a couple hours. They would touch things on purpose Sometimes he would wear a facial shield and they were waiting for someone to pop up that had the flu so they could be the contagion point. It was just, it's, it's, it was an interesting article. Uh, would you ever do this? I would. I, so he spent four or five weeks and got a total of $9,400, but he had the sort of job where he could, yeah. he could work remote or do whatever. I thought about this, you know, there was a, there was a time I struggled with, um, like we all did right out of college making rent. Right. Yeah. And a lot of kids used to, or guys that I knew would go either, you could sell your blood, which I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. But the other one, there was uh, two guys, my friend Chris and this other guy, Mark, had, um, would donate, they were sperm donors. And my friend Chris from the South, he goes, I'm jerking off anyway, I might as well get paid for it. (laughs) And this this is the Chris that you talk about. Right. And I said, well, where was this? He goes, right at 9th and Clinton, right behind the University of Pennsylvania Hospital. I'm like, well, what do you do? Well, he said, you know, you have to get tested and they test you for all kinds of STDs or whatever. And he said, the worst part was, is they would do um, like a catheter inside your, your penis. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And that's when I was out. I'm like, mm. he goes, oh, you get used to it after a while. But he would, he, they would get, he'd pick up $400 a, uh, a visit. Mm. Yeah, a month. He said, and it's, he said, they give you a little, you know, a kind of a, a, um, a tube or a, a vial to put it in. He goes, you just put it in a bag and drop it off. You don't even talk to anybody. You just put your number on it. And um, yeah, but he was getting 400 bucks a month. He and Mark. So it, it just fascinates me. I mean, obviously, doctors and scientists need human subjects to do yeah. even minor st- studies like how does a virus get transmitted? So you have to pay somebody. Um, this guy, though, when he described the whole at one of these events took place in Baltimore. That was the influence of virus transmission study. Right. And he describes how he would get his meals delivered. And since he didn't mind working remotely because he was already as you said earlier it, it kind of fit his schedule perfectly it's like room service yeah said. exactly and the so thing that, uh, I, that bothered me about that one is i always am hypersensitive somebody around me sick or whatever and this here they're trying to see if they could pass it right yeah and that, that, that bothered right. me a little i don't like being sick with the flu or being sick with cold like that so i wouldn't have wanted to, wanted to get that but he got paid that one was 3400 yep yep and the other one was seven something 7300 yeah. so he you know it, 
I know they were passing things around. The woman, the, one, the typhoon or typhoid Mary was there. I guess she was the, <laughs> she one. Was the new one that finally sh- a, a person arrived into the study that they knew had uh, knew the flu and could transmit it. <laughs> I, I would, I don't know. Would you, would you do a clinical trial for something? I thought about this a lot and um, I Depends decided it that, that it, I'm, I'm in your camp. I don't like being sick. Yeah. You know, it, it, you could get sick and maybe you're over the worst of it in five or six or seven days, but then the after effects go on for a couple of weeks. You know, you're coughing up flint. You know, <laughs> so I, I, I like being healthy. <laughs> there was one they were doing about, I, I saw, you know, it was, um, you know, for hair growth or, mm-hmm. or you know, clean, um, skin conditions or something, which I thought would be interesting. But the other aspect of it, I guess, the, the, the danger of any of this is if there was a reaction to the drug. Yes. Or, yeah. yeah or to the vaccine, which was why some of the clinical trials with even the COVID uh, vaccines um, in some cases uh, did not go well. But mm-hmm. as you said, we need... Uh, no, they need they need subjects. They yeah. need to actually test some of the stuff out in the real world yeah. circumstance. So yeah, folks, you can uh, <laughs> earn some bucks being a medical, <laughs> a medical crash test dummy, I suppose is the way to put that. Good test. Our last uh, story, which I have two parts to, um, is... This uh, this past week, um, AT and T suffered a major outage to the network. I'm not an AT and T customer, so this did not affect me. And and most of my day, I'm actually on Wi Fi in the apartment or you know somewhere else. So this this would be bothersome though if this is your only telephone, right? The the AT and T thing. So Krispy Kreme, makers of obviously you know Krispy Kreme donuts, brilliantly did this promotion where they gave people like free donuts and i just think it's kind of funny if you're having a bad day they put up this thing on social media where it's a picture of a crispy cream logo was kind of blurry in the background but a hand is holding up a, a glazed donut and on either side of the donut is s so it's like sos <laughs> so you could go in and get a donut and you know and it says here, while your service is down we're serving up free original glazed donut from five to seven for anyone who struggled with service today I just thought that was a kind of a funny way to piggyback on a bad thing and make people feel good that they could get a free donut, right? Right. It was very smart. And uh, as you said, it was, uh, they inserted themselves into the story without having to disparage AT&T. Correct. Or not having to be a negative part of the story, but to say, acknowledge, hey, we know you'd had a rough time coming and have a donut on us. And uh, and, and who, who doesn't like that message? It was smart. And they said the other thing that a lot of marketing people were shocked about was how they were able to, you know, spot the idea or create the idea and then react so quickly. Yes, I agree. Because that now was, there's so yeah. many issues with, well, should, what are people going to think? Da, 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 da. Um, what about this? What about that? But this was just something that happened, as you said, it was that one day only. And uh, Krispy Kreme was able to react very quickly and um, provide this kind of brand goodwill and uh, bring some people in the stores that might not have gone in. So for them, it was a a brilliant uh they called it a stroke of genius on Krispy Kreme's part and again I think the important thing is they didn't disparage AT&T which um you know they didn't make fun of them quote and quotes did they ever find out what happened I know there was some talk of it they, they didn't know whether it was a cyber thing with so the the executives have only said that it was not a terrorist or a cyber thing but they didn't really they didn't really talk much about what actually caused the outage beyond that I still haven't been able to figure it out huh I'm guessing it's a technical thing or a hardware thing. Um, and, you know, Tim was talking about Leap Day um, for Leap Year. 
Krispy Kreme is at it again. I just literally found this this morning in the USA Today. You can get a dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme for two twenty nine on Leap Day. <laughs> so what they're doing is uh, the company announced it's offering customers a dozen original glazed donuts for two twenty nine with the purchase of any regular priced dozen on Thursday, February twenty nine. So if you buy a normal dozen, you get another dozen for two twenty nine. Now I gonna, love. What are you going to do with them? <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. I love donuts. I haven't had one in I can't even remember how long I spent at a donut. And if I were going to have a donut, it would definitely be the traditional, you know, this, this honey glazed thing. Um, and I thought, gee, and I actually, <laughs> I read the article and then I thought, I wonder where the closest Krispy Kreme is. And I figured out where the store was. And I thought maybe I should go in and buy a dozen donuts and then get another dozen for two twenty nine. Then I thought, well, what am I going to do with 24 <laughs> donuts? Right. Yeah. Because you know, the life out of a donut is about three hours. Right. I mean, people would bring them into work. Yeah. And by the afternoon, if the donut hadn't been eaten, it's either soggy or it's just past its date. And uh, the next day, a donut's not good. Usually no, it's hard no. or something. So particularly the fresh, the fresh ones. No, I, I get upset. Somebody brought me, uh, I had a, a visitor and they went to one of my favorite bakeries in Philly and brought down a dozen donuts. And I said, I can't eat a dozen donuts. Oh, well, but they don't, you put them in baggies or whatever and they just get soggy and Ugh, they just don't yeah don't do well but i thought what a waste but if you were at a if you worked at a you were going to an office meeting or or you're going to someone's brunch or something it'd be great to bring them maybe but, i'll suggest that bob does a leap day thing for his bob office. bring them in for the office would be great people would love that yeah so and he'll buy a dozen get the other get one the for dozen. 229 and... bring you home one <laughs> At the end of the three-hour expiration thing, so it's going to be a little... Actually, <laughs> yeah, they, you can get by. I think the chocolate glazed survive. The jelly-filled can survive a bit, but it's the it's the normal plain glazed one that seems to have the, like, yeah. No, so you there can, you go. There is a way you can zap them in the microwave and get and just, just like seven seconds or something. <laughs> get it just a little soft. Put life back into the donut. Right, but then it, you got to hurry up and eat it again before it goes bad. <laughs> It's like a Philly soft pretzel. If you don't mm -hmm. eat it right within the mm -mm. two, three hours, it's done. And then you're losing a tooth. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, thanks for joining us here on uh, TFG Unbuttoned. Uh, as John mentioned earlier, thanks to our friends at Critics' Choice Video who've been with us since we started here. You'll learn about them and about us by going to our site, focusgroupradio.com, and click on the Critics' Choice Video logo. You'll also learn about us, including our show, The Focus Group with Tim Bennett and John Nash, now on our what year do we say it is, John? 16th, 16th year. year. Yeah. Well, some people are just turning on their mics. We've had them on before social media. Mm -hmm. Really, I guess. So uh, learn about our show there, the focus group. And uh, we hope you all have a great week. And we'll see you on Wednesday. Take care. It's the focus group unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Available every Tuesday. Learn more about Tim and John unbuttoned and all of the focus group platforms at focusgroupradio.com.